0: So hi everybody and welcome to the Topical City podcast, uh, back for another special, uh, because we've, we've got nothing to talk about, and we don't want to talk about the Euros, because who does?
1: Uh, Richard doesn't know that, but you we don't want to talk to, about the Euros, Cameron, to. because you didn't watch any of the Euros. <laughs> I watched all the England
2: games, apart <laughs> from
1: some of them. Teed <laughs> me out, I'm, I'm flat broke.
3: Uh,
2: we're yeah, today, TV's-
3: you just watch it for free on TV, mate. No, yeah i
0: watched it for free on the tv in a pub but the beer wasn't free pal um <laughs> we are here to finish off what we started weeks ago uh, when i mistakenly started something two weeks before the season ended um we're just going to finish off your combined 11 guys uh the the james richard combined 11 of which we already have four positions uh we've got david james in net Sunji High at right back Vincent company at right center back and Oleg Zinchenko at left back uh we did have you guys debate it previous to this um but uh you guys have went out uh, and just want to choose a combined team now uh, so the rules have slightly changed you have picked one but if either of you want to challenge it with a different player at any point feel free um just to pad the length of this shit show out
3: <laughs> so <laughs> We should caveat that this isn't our best eleven. This is the best players, best players that played for Manchester. No, 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 no. This is not the best players Richard
1: combined
0: eleven. Here's the thing: I don't know why you guys have got this because you can pick the best player if you want.
3: Yeah, but what, where's the funny in that? Because we all know our best. I 11 at this point we're now, just picking random fucking. Like, let's pick Sun GI because it's funny. So that's, now that you have why... not debating
0: it, um, yeah, the best one would just always get in. When it was a debate,
3: you could pick the best one if you wanted. It
0: just wasn't sure that it would win um, but now that you just win talent just
1: choosing whatever you want suppose it doesn't matter anymore so pick whatever you want who cares um uh... <laughs> i've been referring to it as the affinity 11 in my head because it's like that it's more of who we've got an affinity for rather than like the best yeah. or like yeah
0: good for you okay uh
3: so <laughs> I love how we just hijacked Cam's idea and just changed the premise completely.
0: It's all right, because it's Yorker by the 11, so this episode means I barely have to do anything. Um, so so let's, let's finish off the back line, okay? Uh, this is one that you guys are going to have to do on the spot because you were so lazy, you didn't even fill out this on the, on the document.
1: Um, but we'll start with that left centre-back. Who's partnering
0: Vincent Company?
1: James. James. You were supposed to pick this one, so I'll I'll let you have first stab at this if you want. That one.
3: Okay, I will go for the bulldozing Adonis, that is Sylvan Distan.
1: Nice, I like that pick. Why Why Sylvan particularly? Are you leaning more on the fact that he's left-footed to have a left-sided centre back?
3: I love how you're now doing Cam's job, so he's literally doing nothing. With and Gouda Professional as ever. Um, I just think him and company would be so fun together. Like, absolutely massive. He had a bit of pace about him. Whenever I think of Distan, I just think of his massive head, but also that mazy run that he... Was it against... if I made it up? Was it against Filler?
1: Yeah, Villa we Everton
3: seems between tonight. Were
1: we in that silver kit, that silver away kit? It,
3: I can't even remember. In my head, it was a yellow kit. But anyway, um, yeah, just I just think him and company would be the uh, the Chilini and Benucci of our uh, our alternative eleven. <laughs> was this that around when we had this,
1: the silver kit? Because it was an idos kit.
3: Yeah, I, don't I think, think it was. was. I think yeah. it was. a Look at.
1: You know what my memory is like. I've probably massively (laughs)
0: got
3: that (laughs) wrong.
1: Okay, I mean, because obviously there are some
0: honourable mentions that some would put above. Hang on, hang on. Richard hasn't said his yet. I thought you were picking the same one.
1: I thought you were
0: going to... Are you challenging? Are you going to
1: challenge? I'm not going to challenge because I actually really like like that pick. I I think that, yeah, um, especially if we would, I mean depending we better have a corner kick taker in this squad who's actually decent and you know like phil Foden is now but we've been in the in the lurch corner wise for such a long fucking time um and yeah i imagine those two going up for corners mm-hmm. company's big head and distan's big head getting on the end of them <laughs> okay so
0: you're in agreement um honorable mentions obviously um the man who's got a room named after himself and yet he had Four-time player of the year, Richard Dunn. Uh, any reason I you going to say Mangala? Then he's uh, the
1: most honourable of He don't even need saying, does he? Really? <laughs> if we're playing Chelsea in an opening game of the season, I want him in the team. <laughs> and every <laughs> other scenario, besides, in fact, let's get a bit more specific. Man-marking Diego Costa Costa, (laughs) is the only way that I'm having him in my team. But other than that, I think I'm ready to let big Quimmy Mang (laughs) go on loan to Everton and get injured for two seasons. So
0: So why Sylvain Distan over Richard Dunn?
1: Um, Pace, just charisma. Oh, maybe I'd have to challenge that. You're telling me that (laughs) Richard Dunn doesn't have any charisma. Uh, Who's on BT Sport?
3: Yeah, but this is you a know, different Richard Dunn. That Richard Dunn back then came in half-cut with Nicky Weaver smelling of Carlin from the night before. The Sylvan Distan came in, like, with a red wine in hand, chomping <laughs> on a brie, like... Bit of avavoo. You
2: know,
3: yeah, a bit of culture, do you know what I mean? But does he
1: have as many international caps as as Richard Dunn has?
3: Or as many players well, as about, he <laughs> It's about who the caps are for, really, isn't it? <laughs> Because you could have a load of caps for fucking North Macedonia and that means fuck all.
0: I like how this is apparently the now renamed Affinity 11. Um, and your choice so far has been based on tactical influence on the pitch and left sided defenders. <laughs> Do you genuinely feel more of an
3: affinity towards Sylvan Distan than Richard does? Well, Richard only decided it was called the Affinity 11.
2: Four minutes ago, ago. so well, before
3: a, you
0: chose
3: Sylvan. <laughs> <silver nestle. laughs> right, no, right to that, I though, had it in my head.
0: There was an argument about whether it had to be the best or not, and you were picking your favourites.
3: Yeah, so. well, in terms of like a left-sided centre back, I can't really think of any others that. There's Steve arguably Howell. arguably less Scott, but really, I like I like Scott more now than I did at the time. I think it, because you know he had a mistake in him and. He was the weaker half of the duo with company, wasn't he? Um,
1: You're not want to argue for Colo Torre
3: again because he failed to get <laughs> in the squad at the right side of the centre
1: back position. Now's your chance.
3: No. Um, there's no point rehashing. I- I've learned my lesson with that one. Colo Torre <laughs> will never be mentioned again unless one. I'm going to play him at like defensive mid or <laughs> something stupid like that. <about.
0: laughs> I've got one final one. Uh, unless anybody else could be going, um, that is a bit of a cult one, um, at least in my house. Um,
3: what about Daniel Van Boyten? Oh, I loved him. Fucking hell, I didn't think of him.
1: Yeah, we had him for one season, though. Was it even a
3: full season? No, I it was half did, season, wasn't it? Yeah, did he
1: come in in January? Um, I don't even remember what season that was. Was it the first season at the City of Manchester? I think it was in that period between 2005-2008 yeah. sort of time. Where you know all what? the players just seem to overlap and yeah. you can never really nail yeah. down what kick colour it was or anything.
3: I, do you know what? Going, obviously, we started picking this 11 a while ago. And I have a feeling that I looked at Van Boyden at that time and the reason I didn't pick him, and I will need to check this, was I found an article in, whilst doing my research of him saying his only regret was... Go into Man City. And I thought, I can't use this in a debate because <laughs> Richard was wiped the floor with me, so I had to put that to bed. But at the time, Van Boyden was just everything we wanted as a centre back, weren't
1: he? Yeah, absolutely.
0: But uh, finally, if you were allowed to pick the best, would Laporte Stones or Ruben Diaz
1: get in ahead of still in this done.
3: On the left side.
1: You'd have to say yes. They, that they're getting over Sylvan Distan. Um, I mean, in terms of your
0: affinity.
1: No, him. because I think that um, Laporte's soured me on him with his sort of behavior this last season. You know, um, you can't be that sulky and desperate to leave. You know, you know what I mean. I, I just think that he's yeah. been a bit out of order with what he said. That he, even though you can respect him as a player and admire his ability still and recognise how talented he is, you've just got to say that my personal estimation of him as a Manchester City fan has gone down because of everything.
3: Yeah, and I think it's too early to say Diaz as well, how great he's been in one season. Stones, yeah, for me. I think the Euros have me that if I could have picked any player to score a goal for England, it would have been Stones. Um, so... Yeah, for me, he'd he'd squeeze in there.
0: So we've
1: got it down to two then. This down all stones. Where are we going? I'm still willing to stick with the one that James initially said, but I guess you you get full um, authority on this one, I think, Jim.
3: Um, So I'm going to try and stick to the roots of this eleven, because the more good or the more top level players we put in this the more it looks like we're just really shit at picking our best ever eleven so I think we need I to pick up in there anyway. to not justify Sunji High as our best ever right back. Um so let's stick this down in there. Okay. Sylvan
0: so Distan is locked in. Um uh, you want to just move up the pitch or do you want to bounce around? I'm happy you tell to tell us mate you're you're in charge. All right well you said move up the pitch. So next up in the four three three which I've picked. It's not a four-three-three. It's going to be a 433 <laughs> <laughs>
3: 3 I've gone uh,
1: we... Yeah, as it's James and Richard's affinity 11, yeah. I think we'll decide on the formation and I'm willing to go for the four-four-two.
0: Okay, well, that'll be some people playing out of position uh, <laughs> as one of the centre midfielders then. Uh, more defensively minded, We're, we'll look at that. Who are you going for there?
1: So this would have been my first pick had we been doing the debate and I still entered this in when I expected us to be doing the debate and I went for Nigel De Jong. Mm-hmm. and I just think that we want a proper tough nut there to protect the defence like literally willing to break legs kick people in the chest get a few, um, not even tactical fouls but just outright fouls in there get, <laughs> get a few <laughs> Not a like fernandinho esque bookings, but just you know, like outright aggressive bookings and red cards. I've always, I really, really liked Nigel young when he played for City as well. I felt like he really slotted into our system pretty well. Um, so he was my first shout, like the first immediate name that came to mind for that position for me.
3: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, he'd have been mine. I think he's arguably one of the most likeable City players that we've had in the last. 15 years or so um i i couldn't pick anyone to go above him I, I, I would have a couple of honorable mentions that when i when i did try and think of someone to to challenge well yeah him, if you if you had to pick another person if it was still a debate it would be a oh, it, do you know what mate none of them are strong enough to to even class it as a debate it was just names that when i was looking through lists kind of Popped out and I had a nice thing to say about them. So I think I think you're forgetting here that David James beat Edison. So I don't think anybody's. <laughs> yeah, anybody's but I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is I've not got enough of a strong argument to even throw it as a debate. Um, Your argument I'll, I'll just, for David
0: James was that he played
3: Tekken. Yeah, yeah. but that involved research. This is <laughs> not been researched. I'll just tell you the two names that came to mind and I I recalled liking them as a young lad watching city and studying that position a little bit more that, I'd, you know, when you first start watching football, you don't really notice what the defensive midfielder does. You know, you see the striker and the goalkeeper. And as you, it was kind of, as I was maturing and learning a bit more about tactics and, you know, the dark arts of the game, so to speak, I really enjoyed watching um, Paul Bosfeld uh, <laughs> and, and Diddy Harman. Um, just, just for those, re- those reasons stated. And, Didi Harman, I, It was the first time I'd seen a player win tactical fouls, and th- those dark arts. And it's almost like he'd slipped to the referee a tenor before the game that he just he decided if it was a free kick or not. And I'd never seen a player with that experience um, come in and yeah, he had no legs. Let's face it, he was fucking gone by that point. But it showed me that you can. There are other attributes to a a midfielder's game rather than just you've got to be fast and strong um he he doesn't stand up at all to de Jong just to make that clear but that's where my thought process went
1: I will say Hamann's shots outside of the box those he he had a thunder bastard on him if I'm not mistaken I don't know necessarily I'm pretty sure he scored a few of them for City maybe I'm thinking more about Liverpool but I definitely remember him having a banger of a shot on him and, and cameron do you remember that one game we were watching for city back in the day and De Jong was playing and sky sports put a little stat up across the bottom that like De Jong hasn't scored in like 132 <laughs> games or something and i was like what the fuck? he's a defensive midfielder like he's literally never and he's five foot two like what do you what are you on? Often... <laughs> what are you so yeah, is, yeah. It's back and forth. <laughs> so if, if it was Sky Sports' status, I'm sure that they'd be arguing for Didi Haman a little bit more strongly here because he can actually <laughs> score a goal. I will, I'll, I will say, you
0: know, you could have done something with Paul Bosfeld because he scored a goal in one of my favourite ever City games and one that I always go back to. He's not the star of that game because Arnie Harrison was the star of that game. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, he scored in the 4-3 win at Tottenham uh, in the
1: FA Cup really? a while back. And that is a, a big button for me, pal. So- what i'm he was, saying he was just in that period of complete drudgery though wasn't he where like a four where three is like this is the we, best game <laughs> we, we <laughs> were just as fans we were just ground down that like the only thing that we remember from that entire era was that one result in the fa cup that we probably got knocked out in the next round <laughs> and that was like our one shining moment <clears throat> it was through no fault of arnie
3: harrison though So we go back and take out david james <laughs> Do you know what else I liked about the likes of Boswell coming in? Is that like nowadays there's there's so many ways to absorb content on football that it's hard not to really know any of the good players. Do you know you have a basic understanding, whether that be, you know, through Twitter or football manager or watching the games or listening to podcasts. And we signed some random fucking players back then and he was one of them and actually didn't he have quite a, a good career before he came to sit here. And he won like a few Dutch leagues and things like that. Oh, yeah, but like
0: uh, I remember it being bang average and winning a load of Dutch leagues is not he bang
3: average for us, are you saying, or before, yeah, then? for us,
0: but but also like, yeah, but
3: he was like fucking 48 or something stupid by the time he came he to was us. He like, like,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was an old hand, wasn't he, by the time he yeah. came to us?
3: Was... But it was just it was just interesting for me as, as a young lad who was obsessed with yeah. city to have someone come in that you know, had had that experience that wasn't a league to random midfielder that we just signed because we had no money. I have to ask, obviously, in the Affinity Eleven,
1: does Nigel Dion get in ahead of Fernandinho?
3: Just for me. For this 51-49. particular
1: position, I'd say yeah. And I know that it is Fernandinho's position, but if we if we were also moving on to the four four two, for some reason I I associate Nigel De Jong playing alongside like another defensive midfielder, like in that sort of like Mancini setup, more than I associate like Fernandinho playing there. If it was like a sole central defensive midfielder, I guess I was expecting James to pick Fernandinho as an alternative mm-hmm. for that one.
3: But you know, imagine what? the two of them together though. I know, Double right? Pivot. No one's getting out alive. Southgate had leaving. <laughs> okay,
1: so we're going Nigel then. Plus, yep. it was nice to hear his um, opinions on the Euros as well. I thought he like represented himself really well. Mm-hmm. On um, was it BBC that he was doing the coverage for, or whether was? I want a photo when he kicked Alex Scott in the chest, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> All right.
1: There was um, a minority of social media that were massive fans of that. <laughs> <laughs> minority.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Let's take his, let's do his uh, central midfield partner. We've got a whole host of people to pick from. Richard, I think this
1: one's yours too. Yeah, so my pick was big man, Yaya Toure. I figured if Kolo couldn't get in, we still need to be doing that chant at some point in the ground. So I was going for Yaya Toure. But I think I'll just insert everything that I said in that debate with you, Cameron, about who was better, him or David Silva. <laughs> And just put that on repeat. Um, you know, we've got the free kicks there with the Toure. We've got the penalties. You know, these are guaranteed goals. Um, for that one brilliant season under Pellegrini alone, you know, I think he deserves at least an honourable mention. But I've actually gone for him as the right centre midfielder, as slotted in perfect. Plus, if we would pick in Nigel de Jong, like I said, he can also play that defensive midfield role a little bit better, and then obviously you've got the Mancini strategy of take somebody, take an attacker on, and just let Iaia Torre uh, bomb up the pitch <laughs> <laughs> after about eighty minutes, to soon as the game.
3: Any complaints, Dave? Um, sort
2: of. Are we getting um, a challenge?
3: Again, it's not even a challenge with an alternative. It's just. And he could arguably be in our best 11. I think, considering your formation,
0: there's one very big alternative, that he's already been mentioned
3: by Richard not long ago. Um, well, I, had, I did have a couple of names to shout out, but who are you thinking of? David Silver. You're 4 4 2. Where else is he going to play? That's the, he's not because he's one of our best players. So he doesn't make this particular lineup for me. This is more like cult hero well, yeah, yeah. you've just said I Yaya he... is
0: one
1: of our best players.
3: No, Richard did. I, I said didn't. that, yeah, yeah. Because it can be a
1: combination of either or. You stop trying to be antagonistic, Cameron.
0: That's what I've been <laughs>
1: saying. It could <can> be... <laughs> <laughs> I
0: regret doing um, it. I should have just done my own. Alone.
3: <laughs> I mean... But I, also, I also take the point that there is a cult element to Yaya Torre, which will probably let him fly under the radar for me and I won't kick off too much about it. Just... The shit that went on, the chant, the birthday cake, all that type of stuff. Um if we're going to rag on Laporte then, you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. The, again, I was trying to, from the sort of affinity point of view, or the, the cultness, if that's even a word, um, cultitude. I'll just make all these up, shall I, until one step. Um, I was trying to think of, like, Foden popped into my mind originally, and I thought, mm, can't really use the argument against, you know, David and then that. Um Michael Johnson, in Stevie Island. Um, it's not who would you enter a pie eating contest. <laughs>
2: <you>? <laughs> but oh, I'm specifically- Who's oh, got you- more hair <laughs>
3: <Contest>. <laughs> <But> I- <laughs> You've not heard my last one yet. So I'm specifically remembering them at their peak. Oh, so those four days they- <laughs> hang, on, hang on, I'm setting this up for someone else. Michael Johnson was brilliant for us for a while. And Stephen Island, when Alano was there, was phenomenal.
1: Adam Johnson was also brilliant for us for a while. Are you going to make an argument for him as well?
3: I hope you beat that out of the edit. <laughs> um, I, believe it or not, I'm going to mention someone else now as well, which you'll just fucking shoot me down for. But for his importance to the team at that time and the fact that he was his City youth player and he carried us for several years... And secretly, he won us the league and stubbed the
0: cigar out in another player's eye.
3: Mr. Joey Barton.
1: You're a clown, mate.
3: And (laughs) he wanted someone who could take a good corner. So there you go.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the, the corner aspect is the only thing that I could <laughs> kind of lean on there. So when I actually chose Jayatore initially, this again, like Nigel De Jong, this was ages ago. So I was expecting to have a debate about it and I could literally just go back through the litany of things that I'd said in a previous debate and put that on repeat. If now I was here and I was talking about players who I've got a better affinity for, that I'd rather make a better argument for, there's three off the top of my head that spring to mind immediately. Is Georgie King I'd have him in this team any day of the week. He was the first player I think that I had like a massive like boy crush on when I was younger, like just completely obsessed with Georgie King Um, I feel I know the other team yeah, saved it based on this, yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> Another one. yeah, yeah
1: because you could just tap the circle button on fifa 2003 and issue, like <laughs> you could do brilliant. that from the halfway line and the ball would be on target um yeah just a classy player brilliant playmaker um great on the ball good in front of goal as well and the you can say the exact same thing for ali banabia like mm-hmm. he was spot on got a huge affinity for him yeah, as well
0: are. those are the two that have been sat here for like 10 minutes just going. When are
1: they gonna say Berkovich and Vadhabia? <laughs> don't worry, Cameron, I was building on it. I just thought well, I'd, I'd choose the one I initially chose and then let James see if he wanted to make a pull
3: for either of them as well. But So King Cladsey, what what year are we talking? Ninety-five, ninety seven. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Right, so I don't really remember football until about ninety-eight. So I'm in the same can... boat.
0: King Cladsey's not in my Maybe yeah. too much. I only know him from all the city fans talking about him. Yeah,
3: exactly. So I, I, I think it'd be probably a bit disingenuous for me to pick him because then we've got to bring Colin Bell and everyone else into this. Um, I feel like I'm debating and showing down here. I'm not. I'm just explaining why I didn't pick them. Uh, Berkovic, um, phenomenal. I, it, you know, one of the very first city teams I remember him and Bernabia, but Berkovich he's got, he, he had shades of the Laporte about him, never giving him shit. You know, didn't Berkovich end up trading with the youth team or the reserves after falling out with the manager? Um, it was Keegan though, wasn't it? So,
2: yeah.
1: you know, um, you could make an argument that that's more on, on him maybe than the, than the other guy.
3: Um, yeah, possible.
2: Yeah, yeah. Go Bernabia
3: with. was phenomenal, but was it only a season? we had him maybe no he was there a couple of seasons, two seasons. his, his okay. first
0: season in the Premier League was good but it wasn't as good as his first season in Division 1 um, the other one I was there was another two that I was thinking of they were very short lived at City but both very loved Christian loved. No, no 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 <laughs> oh no maybe um, <laughs> Alano
3: oh shit yeah
0: and his compatriot Giovanni Nah, Alano. He scored against United in like his second game or whatever. Alano, I could definitely. definitely... was a shower though, yeah, yeah. All right, so we've got a lot now. We've got Toure, we've got... You shot down Berkowitz, we've got Toure, Benavir, um, Alano, David Silver, obviously, because you can't not say him. But we have said him. <laughs> Where
1: <are we> <laughs> i said him. Where are we going? I'm going to make one more push for King Cladsey, and I'm going to make it just because this team so far has been a proper either Kevin Keegan team or Roberto Mancini team, uh, and so yeah, throw Alano in there then. If he could tell me yeah, who the manager yeah. for King Clancy
0: was, then I'll, I'll go. Joe for Royal, that. right? I don't think so. I think he was after him. He's, he's saying that just hoping we don't know. He might have been there for <laughs> a little bit, but I
1: think Joe Royal came in that year. You know, I don't know if King Clancy was there at that point. I think Joe Royal was before that, but you you possibly right, yeah. Who knows? At any anyway, rate,
0: James doesn't remember King Clancy, so, he can't <laughs> so you've got you've got you have got your three. You've got Torre, Bernabé, and Michael Johnson. Of course, no, <laughs> it was
1: the other yeah.
3: Alana. Alana.
1: Where, I'm where are we feeling? I'm sticking with the Yaya Torre out of them three. Then
3: looks like you've got a decider coming because I'd go Alano off that.
1: Annoyingly, I was going to say LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well fuck. <laughs> we said one All sentence right, let, for Alano and we had about two minutes on Yaya Torre.
0: Let's let's do a couple of face offs. So I don't even know if this'll work, but Torre versus Bonabier. Torre. Torre. Bonabia versus
3: Alano. Alano. Bonabier. Okay, so he tactically played this. <laughs> I don't think just it'll put, work out. Just put Torre in. Just put it'll still in. come down care. to Torre and Alano, so I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing. This right, is what we'll, happens when we don't prepare for podcasts. We'll go, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> he does deserve to be there. I just wanted to cause a bit of a fuss. Okay. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll look at the apparently, apparently the, the two sides of the 442 we've now got. Uh, we'll start with. The one I think will have less to say about uh, left midfield.
3: Yeah, I've gone with Alano. <laughs> <laughs> Success. <laughs>
0: well, if Do you know. want to go back to a four-three-three, <laughs>
3: 3 um, I fucking wish I'd thought of Alano now, honestly. Um, but the guy I'd picked for, I suppose, he was in a similar time. The City team, and as you don't want it to be all from the same manager, he played under a different manager, he's um, the bold Bulgarian bastard that is Martin Petrov. Again, so obsessed with City at that time, and I'd not really seen a winger like that. You know, almost shades of colour off in like the more modern day, in that he was just powerful. That left foot, I'd, you know, left foots were fairly rare, I suppose you could say, Um, you know, you saw a lot more right-footed players, and for us to have someone on the left wing that could deliver a ball like that and loved beating a man, he was fiery. Like it it was just something I'd not really seen at City, or you know, not really experienced in the Premier League for my relatively young age. Um, Yeah, it was just something a bit different, and I really enjoyed watching him. And I don't think it ended that well, did it? And he kind of petered out as time went on. But I don't know if you guys went to uh, Vinny's testimonial. But I was going to say, he could it, arguably
0: be our yeah, oldest the, scorer. The
3: boys, the boys still got it.
0: <laughs> I mean, he was going against Gary Neville at 48 and Jeremy Carragher not far behind, so I don't know if he's still got it. He's got it compared. <laughs> but, yeah, you could arguably say he's our oldest ever scorer if you're going to count matches like that because he must be 46, 47. If just not give Fernandinho a few more years, um, true. Enough. Um, you got anybody in mind? To, the, who would you put forward if you had to debate it?
1: Well, first off, I've got a massive affinity for Petrov as well, because I remember going um, on holiday to Bulgaria and breaking out of the villa complex that we were in Cameron to go and get pissed in this hotel bar. Can I just say? right? I've started
0: hanging out with Richard outside again in pubs and stuff in the last like three or four weeks since the euro started.
1: And I've heard the story seven fucking <laughs> times.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How old were you at this point?
1: I don't know. 23?
3: Mid 20s. Yeah, early 20s.
1: It wasn't a, it wasn't a young bloke. 1970s. But um, <laughs> the only, the only other person in this bar was the guy behind the bar. And we managed to have like a three hour conversation about Petrov just on his own. And then it turned out after a while, I think he was talking about Stylian Petrov, Oh. For maybe say. not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the it's same. Still that you could
3: have talked about Valery Bozhinov
1: as well. We could have, but really, who wants to? And <laughs> we won't be here either because he won't be one of my alternative <laughs> suggestions for I... this position. <laughs> um, so we're talking if if this is if we're doing a four four two, this would be on the left, yeah. yeah. So you so, could have a left winger. Honorable <laughs> mentions, obviously. You know, I think you could have Foden there. Uh, we have we've brushed over him already. Uh, Kiki Masampa, you know, That's um, a lot of um, yeah, yeah. I I always really like Kiki Masampa. I just thought it was a really classy player. Whenever he was on the ball and he was on that left side in front of goal, instead of, you know, passing the ball back through, he'd just have that outside of his left foot shot on goal and it'd go and target more often than not. I'm pretty sure he scored quite a few good goals from there.
3: He will win um, boots once, though, so he's uh, blacklisted for me. <laughs> Anybody
1: else you can think of, Come, I mean, the obvious one is Leroy Sarder. Oh, of course. Oh, yes, yeah, so,
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: Leroy, my favourite player, maybe of like the last decade at City. Yeah. Yeah, just a proper love Leroy. couldn't, was devastated when he said that he wanted to go, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then I chose Bernardo as my favourite and now he's unhappy as well. So it's the Richard Don't pick (laughs) Soden. I'm not picking anybody, mate. I'm disliking every single Manchester City player. So they stay at the club forever after this. Uh yeah yeah I'd definitely be willing to put in a debate for Sane there instead not Nolito shockingly no although I do admire his ability to be the first player to celebrate any goal that was scored in his yeah. time at the club
0: you you, you did say James like having a left-footed player like that is, is rare
1: <laughs> and I'm
0: now I'm trying to think of left midfielders and left wingers. It is, you are not, you're not wrong, basically, because I'm, I'm really struggling. I think yeah, maybe yeah. sometimes Antoine Sibiuski might have played on the left.
3: It was more of a striker, though, weren't it? Yeah, Albert, that, that's Albert,
0: the Albert depth Riera. I'm going to. Yeah, Albert Riera's one. Um, obviously, we had DeMarcus Beasley um, for a very short amount of time. It's, it's hard to think of any. So I think you've hit the heights there with Petrov and Sarney and Sampa if it was up to me.
3: The only other one, very briefly, would have been Ishmael Miller, maybe.
0: Even he was more of a striker.
3: But he could play on the left, couldn't he? Would we cross ever play you... on the left?
0: Who did we have? I don't think so. Who did we have when we were in the Banabia team? In, in Division One, who played left mid then? Well, Danny Tiago. I Danny was going to say,
1: yeah, but Danny We, had, we were playing wing backs back sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't necessarily have a left-sided midfielder. It was more that we'd allow Nicholas Jensen or Danny Tiago to bomb up the left, and we'd just sort of flood the centre of the midfield.
0: I'll let you two discuss those three left midfielders, while I look at that
1: team. Well, you know who my vote would go for now, even though he completely slipped my mind, even though I've got an entire folder dedicated to him on my phone.
2: <laughs> but uh, it
1: would be Leroy Sané. But James, this was your pick, so I guess you've got, if you if you want to stick with Petrov, then I'm not going to fight you on it.
3: I, oh, fucking hell. I, I feel like I'm just contradicting myself the further I go into this, but I can't, I can't say no to Sané. Um, like, like you, he was arguably the most exciting player we've signed in the last few years. And I mean that in like an explosive way rather than a Bernardo is technically brilliant, you know, Sterling for his movement. Like Sané was just like a fan's dream, wasn't he? You think um, some of the
1: assists he put in as well as some of the yeah. goals, the, the goal against Liverpool and that 2-1 win at the Etihad where it came back in off the post, yeah. the inside of the post... The one that was it against Newcastle, I want to say, where he got he flicks the ball over a defender while running mm-hmm. towards the goal, and then yeah. like gets on the end of it to like tap it into the back of the net. Like the,
3: against Schalke as well.
1: That we would, we would we would definitely lose in that Champions League game against Schalke as well if yeah. he hadn't got that equalizer. We would we would piss poor for the entire game that game, and then he came out with that moment of brilliance to bring us back into it.
3: Yeah, I think. Um... As I said before, about like certain attributes that when you when you're a kid growing up, and there's certain things you know it's about football. As I said, it's the attackers, it's the goalkeepers. <clears throat> really, the first sort of attributes you see are pace and finishing, aren't they? And then you might start to experience, uh, sorry, appreciate things like the low center of gravity and the bar engine as as you kind of learn more about the game. Really, what Sane had was those basic elements on steroids. Yeah, you know that, that that explosion, that pace, he he was also cool as fuck. Um, like just to see that afro running down the wing was so cool. Um, maybe some minus points when he got those braids, and that's really strange. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah, Sané beats Petro for me.
1: He was the King Kladsy of the modern day, you could say. <laughs> the reason, the reason, <laughs> by the
0: way, concluded that Dani Teatro was a midfielder, and. If I'm not mistaken, it didn't say this, but if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Harlock played left midfield. Is Am I right?
1: That sounds right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he was
0: the midfielder around that time. But like you say, there's nobody that's, that stands up to Sane. He, he is probably, the, obviously Sterling fights him for the best that we've ever had.
3: I think that's you've got to, why Sterling have would go. have
1: to win that. Yeah. And you're going to have to go for longevity at the club as well, whereas you know, I mean, most Premier League players for most clubs they're there for about three seasons on average, aren't they? Three or four seasons on average, and then they move on. So we've been really lucky at City to have a load of players who stay a little bit longer. But Sane was kind of, you know, he, he was there for the average amount of time you'd expect. So on the goal, uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, you can dry your tears now, Rich. It's
0: fine. Uh, we'll go to the other side. Um, I feel like we've had more of these that we can talk about. Uh, Who
3: is playing right wing? Uh, you say that, but a name came to my mind straight away, and I didn't even bother thinking of any others. And it is Sean uh, Rick Phillips. The boy saved our club. Besides everything else that he did as, as a player, he was the transfer that stopped the club going under. And to hear the interviews and him chat through that time, in retrospect, you know, he, he didn't want to leave and he, he shed a tear leaving and, you know, di- didn't want to walk out of the club and the fact that um, he got to come back as well and I remember them sort of shutting down the website and just having one page and we we knew it was happening and I, I'm pretty sure we were playing a game as well and it got announced maybe an hour before the game um, so then it was being talked about in the commentary as well of him coming back that he he was just sitting through and through wasn't he and his story of not making it, was it Knott's Forest where he got released um, for being too small and he'd come through at City and he was, again, explosive, he was blistering. He wasn't technically as gifted as, you know, some of the players nowadays, but he was that attacking force that we didn't have much of at that time at City. And some of the goals he scored, like that golden against United when it pinged it off the crossbar. Um, and then he went on and did well at Chelsea. He, he was like really the first City player that I recall playing fairly regularly for England, and being so proud that we had a City player within that setup. And then obviously we started buying someone like David James and people like that. Um, but yeah, just shiny Wright, who who can beat him?
1: Tell me, Richard uh, Raheem Sterling clearly, I guess, is one who comes to mind, the pretender you know- to the throne. <laughs> yeah uh, We we all know Sterling's attributes, though, so, so I don't really need to go into that in too much detail. Um, anybody else on the right side of midfield? I guess if you were going to shoehorn De Bruyne in there somehow, you now that to, we've done the central. A, there's sports. a very
0: holy man that you missed out. Put across the road. The boy Jesus Navas.
1: Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, fuck off. Keep him if we're <laughs> talking about small right wingers, it's Sean Wright. Phillips, um,
3: you it? obviously have Riyad Mahrez. I think I'd rather have Willow Flood in there before
0: <laughs> him. I am trying to think of another one, but, but
1: I think I overestimated to start with. Another good point to Shawnee, right, 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 is that everyone's been play- uh, praising Jack Grealish for his ability to win free kicks. Constantly. Like, I mean, Sean Wright Phillips did that all the time. If, if it he sure knew that. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> and if he knew he was about to, like, if he'd played the ball a little bit too far ahead of him and he couldn't run onto it, he'd literally just throw himself into the body of like yeah. <laughs> the much taller defender in front of him and get a free kick straight away.
3: <laughs> I think I he was I mean, my actually. first first favourite city player, you know. I remember liking Michael Brown for the okay, no. period that I knew him. <laughs> I think he moved on quite soon after I got into City. Um, but yeah, I think Sean Wright was my first favourite player.
1: Where did Trevor Sinclair play?
3: He was Famously, left he was on the left for England, wasn't he? But was he not more right normally? Did he not get shoehorned into left midfield for that England team? Possibly that that does ring a bell.
0: I'm trying to because because the right I feel like maybe we just had right wingers that played for us for a lot of a long time. And we, we had very few of them because of that, but i trying is, to say uh,
1: Lee Croft, Croft as well.
2: Or... Oh, oh wow. Lee Croft, Lee Croft, Oldham yeah, Legend. very
1: briefly. Good callback. I even I... think of him as a centre
3: midfield. No, he was a winger. So I remember he went on loan to Oldham when yeah. I was at school. And obviously our school's 10 minutes from Oldham's ground. So, And we used to get tickets through school for a pound. So every weekend we used to go and watch the Oldham games and I'd go purely just to watch Lee Croft. 'cause he's you know, City Lad on loan. I'm not seeing any
0: names standing out. So your choices are Shawnee Wright or Raheem
3: Sterling, it looks like.
1: I'm not gonna debate against Shawnee Wright, so James again it's your call eh?
3: yeah, Shawnee Wright for me.
1: Brilliant.
0: Um, I do need to take us back to back a position to see if this changes anything because I forgot somebody and I am gonna flog myself after this. Um, in, in sheer reverence, um, one of my favourite ever players, and I can't believe I forgot him for centre midfield, Same Nazri.
1: No? I mean, I liked him as well, uh, massively rated him, and was disappointed when he'd be left out of the squad, which he was quite often, I seem to recall. But he, I wouldn't be, you know, going <laughs> out of my way to put him in this team over anybody else that's already been chosen. All right, well, fuck me then. <laughs> okay uh so apparently now we've got two
0: strikers um so you've both picked one we're going to start with Richards <laughs> so and, and thank you Doctor Ben. in fact because we're gonna to have to go through them all anyway we might as well just say them both because um, they both play exactly the same position um, so we can debate whether or not they would both get in Spoiler alert, one of them is definitely not getting.
3: them. <laughs> uh, who have you both picked?
1: So I picked what? Sean Gota. And I, I think picked... that... Sorry, game.
3: Go on, mate. Sorry.
1: I think Sean Gota like, is, is very reasonable and it stands up to any sort of scrutiny there. Like, feed the goat and he will score. He came up with a lot of good goals for us in, in a lot of important moments. He was a massive player for us. He's a huge fan favourite over time. And, you know, all of the things that the next guy kind of isn't and wasn't. Said happy birthday to my mom as well. <laughs> you paid him to, though.
0: Yeah, and he also thought I was a go. So we'll see if he gets in. Um, James, who do you pick?
3: The man that does not get enough credit on this podcast. And the man that was a massive part in us winning our first league title. There would have been no Aguero moment without Edin Dzeko. Vetoed. Okay, next. <laughs> There's an extra caveat to this. I knew it would just wind you two up, so he was going straight in there. Okay, so
1: we've talked enough about Eddie and Jacko. Um, I dispute the idea that these two couldn't play together, Cameron. I think that Sean Gore is good enough with close control on the ball that he could play more of that number 10 role and Jacko more of the number nine.
2: Like I never the said they couldn't
1: the play box. together.
0: I'm saying he can't play it my team. I'm even peripherally involved with. It's not your teammate, So, so he's uh, a little bit based <laughs> on this. I mean, you were the ones that didn't want to
1: debate it.
2: <laughs> Although if you I believe, to I believe
3: of, the name is Richard and you know,
1: James is 11. Um, so, uh, so James, is there an alternative that you might have like, to no. my pick?
3: how <laughs> <laughs> okay, did so I mean, you get two? Uh, <laughs> um, again, because I knew that it just wound you two up, Jackal was an immediate name for me and I didn't think too much about it afterwards. Um, if I'm thinking back to the early days, again, a player that I was very excited about was uh, Darren Hookerby, just again for his pace. You can't not mention Paul Dickoff. Um, I know as well this guy could have been argued for the left wing, but I really enjoyed Craig Bellamy. Yeah. His time at City. Um, that was just off the top of it. Negredo as well that's the Uh, that's the boy well um I loved he never he never did what we wanted but I remember being so excited when we signed Samaras and he he never he never came to to fruition but how often did we sign like a young 20 year old suppose at the time wonder kid who was 6 foot 50 and Like just seemed the bollocks, and I remember him coming off, uh, coming on for his debut as a sub, and just ran straight into someone and body checked him straight when he got a yellow card or something, just because he's so giddy. And I thought it's so fun to see that as a young lad. I
0: liked George Savaras because back on the days of FIFA, where you couldn't create your own player, I could pretend I was playing. (laughs) (laughs) You're not that tall. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, there's a little bit of disparity, but.
3: Um, you both have beards, and no, was it. I want to speak
0: specifically a little bit about Alvaro de please. Yeah. Because that guy, honestly and truly, he wouldn't have been better than Aguero, but I think if he didn't get injured against, I want to say West Ham, if he didn't get injured against West Ham, I think he could have <laughs> given him a run for his money. Because, fuck me, he was in, I think... Again, I could be wildly overestimating, but I really don't think I am. I think he had 24 goals in half a season before he got injured against West Ham. Mm. And then when he came back, he was never the same player.
1: But if that hadn't have happened, I honestly think he could have run Aguero. For... He had such an impact on our team in that that first half of that season. Like, it was just... It's amazing it was like a proper just <clears throat> it's it's close considering he was at our club for a year the fact that he's burned in our memories for that long that like I mean um Nolito didn't did he like uh who came <laughs> no. in at the same time as Negredo like nobody really even thinks of him and Negredo had like f- three or four months of good football and that was it and then once he came back from his injury he, he form fell off a cliff I think didn't he um, as well he wasn't happy or him or his wife wasn't happy in Manchester and that was one of the main reasons that they decided that they wanted to go back to Spain which made it all the more weird when he then moved to Middlesbrough a little bit later <laughs> down the line like if you were looking for somewhere more miserable colder and wetter than Manchester then you wouldn't be hard-pressed to find <laughs>
3: somewhere worse I than think uh, Bernardo Silva needs to bookmark this conversation yeah <laughs> But to
1: put, hi- you, to put him in a bracket with Aguero, considering the fact that he had four good months, I think is Four good
0: bit. months where he scored 20-odd goals.
1: I mean, he was that's brilliant. Up but... to,
0: that's up to some of Serge's like, full seasons. This is what I'm saying is, he very clearly took a nosedive and he very clearly, after he got injured, was never the same player, like when his shoulder when he went. But if he stayed fit, and especially with the team getting better and better as it went on, Honestly, I think he, he... I'm not saying he's the same level as... Serge is a freak. He's, he's not the same level. But I honestly think he, he, he could probably say he'd be our second best striker.
3: So what's your sample size, though? Because you could go, based on Mangala's first appearance, he could have gone on to be as good as... Mangala didn't...
0: If Mangala, in his first appearance, had done 20 interceptions and, and 15 sliding tackles and was completely impervious, this is that half a season... He did, didn't it? <laughs> you don't have the stats to hand. That's, That's true. Right. Apologies to Big <laughs> Quimmy Mang for the possible. Um, it is a small sample size. I'll give you that. But tell me how many strikers in Premier League history have reached that level in that short of time in terms of that those numbers.
1: And it, it was the type of goals that he scored as well because they were all like just complete unstoppable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it, it wasn't just like he was getting the Sterling at the back post tapping kind of level of goals. He was solid in the counter attacks and solid in the creating as well. And it was playing off of Aguero that was like huge for him. Like those two were brilliant together. And he kept Jack out, Jekyll out of the squad, which you know was what? a huge that,
0: fucking That might boss. be... I think I've had like a therapy breakthrough where maybe the reason I'm so hard on Eddie Jekyll is because the Gredo got injured and then never got back to where
2: he was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Ed, Ed, I'm sorry. You know?
3: So <laughs> it was worth me bringing him up for you to get all that out. Um, not that I want to stop the uh, redemption train of Eddie Jekyll, but there is another name that's just popped into my head. Well, you have stopped him um, and I
0: actually don't care anymore. He can fuck off. What's that? Uh, I was never as into him as everybody else was I don't know about you
2: no
1: me neither it was the you know the shoulder tapping goal It was why always me he gave us some definite memories but he wouldn't have been one of my picks who would have been one of been my picks I can't say that uh, who would have been one of my picks is Nicola Anelka. Oh yes. I'd have put him in there, especially in a if we're having two strikers. <laughs> Can you say it like the man off the DVD, please? Nicola
3: Anelka. Thank you. Um for, for he, all our listeners who've never heard of him and they're under the age of twenty five, Google Nicholas Anelka and you might know <laughs> who we're talking about. He's yeah, he, he
0: was like like I said, when we had a debate about him, didn't we? A while back, and mm-hmm. I picked Nicolas and Elka. Because he was the first big name player I remember City signing. Uh, and he was brilliant for us in our first season. And then he
1: sulked off and played for Bolton. But
2: what yeah. was in
0: the water
1: at Bolton at that particular Well, point? he went to Fernabaccia first, following, like, and Roberto Mancini would follow in his footsteps, thinking that that's the, a nice sideways move <laughs> out of Manchester City <laughs> is to fuck off to Turkey for a year. The
0: only other good
1: one I could think
0: of. Um, the, the, obviously there's jesus says we haven't picked aguero because he's too easy um the only other one I could think of that, that really would have a chance of getting in would be palo Wancho. yeah yeah for his run right.
1: alone was um was brilliant His gazelle like leaps across the field yeah, I'm glad that uh, you didn't say Jesus James because I thought you were going to mention him and then I was going to have a go at you and say that you always say his best <laughs> position's out on the left. You
0: didn't him for uh, the other one I did want to touch on because we skipped past him, I love Darren Uckermy as well. I, honestly, like, yeah. he, he's, he's well up there for me as well. Um, Again, there's that excitement, isn't it? It's the pace. Yeah, it, it's just he was a quick, angry player. John Macken, mm-hmm. anyone? <laughs> he's an expensive man. Vincentei, the tightest, Anybody? <laughs> Um I didn't there's obviously they're not gonna get him, but I wanted to run three names anyway. Um Valery Bodjanov, we brought him up already. <laughs> um and then along with Samaras on our conveyor belt of Mediterranean useless. You not strikers. say karate. Bernardo Karate and Rolando <laughs> Gunachi, uh, <as> well. <laughs> um, Jesus
3: we've had a few, haven't we?
0: We had a few shit strikers all in a row. Um and, and maybe that's why um you forget came in so much as Boney well Boney which... and Joe oh Bonnie and Joe as well Okay. Yeah. okay. alright well I think we know a few um, Sean go yeah go and,
3: go and try and summarise that Cam go on Sean go <laughs> must get in I think
0: unless anybody's got any disagreements no um, and then it's the other striker uh, and I hope I've done enough to convince Richard that Alvaro Magrido should be on the other side
1: well, Sean Goto was my pick for, for that position, for the striker position. I believe James would have had the option of the other guy. But I'd probably, if I was going to pick, I'd narrow it down to um, Anelka, Dikov or Negredo for me. But James, I guess it's your choice. <clears throat>
3: um, Anelka, we can't have Anelka because we couldn't have Laporte or Burkovich in the same reason that they disgraced themselves to a certain extent. Um, what else did you say? Dick off. And who was the other one? Negredo. Negredo, sample size too small, however great he was. Um, Dick off. The Wasp. Um, again, because I and was T- really getting into City at sort of like 98, 99. I, I was actually at the Old Wembley for his goal. I was kind of too young to really remember much about it, except like the travel to London and back. And I never really saw much of Dekov because didn't he didn't he move on not long after that? No, he was there um at least. He was in the Premier League. He was,
1: he just didn't if he didn't feature in the first team basically for the entirety right. of the championship season and the that first Premier League season back, I'm pretty sure. I think he was at
3: it, under Keegan, yeah, I think yeah did he not leave and come back as well at one point
1: yeah he, he played at blackburn rovers for a little bit and then came back to city i think in like 05 for like right. one last brief
3: yeah yeah, yeah. Cameo going appearance,
1: to but Leicester or something. Yeah, yeah 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 so, so he, he had a he, if you were looking for sample size he had a big stint there at city a couple of times
3: the, the problem i've got is i don't remember much of him or oh, I don't remember anything super impressive. This is a lot of excuses. Uh, bar, to end up saying, no, I'm being uh, honest, in the same way that we can quite do that. A bit different because Dekov was around in the time when I was starting to support City. Um, but my memory of him isn't strong enough for me to fight to have him in this Affinity 11. And I think uh, Edin Dzeko gets enough shit elsewhere that it's uh, poetic justice that he makes this Eleven. I did. I did say I get one
0: veto. I don't know if I ever mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was David James, wasn't it? You, you would honestly, honestly say that under Aguero, under Goa, Jacko is third in terms of best strikers. No, so the, the, but as no, as In terms best... of
1: affinity for a player, I think it needs explaining because I don't know if we ever actually have why it, we don't necessarily even like Ed and Um So he's. In my mind, I think he's a bit overrated by some City fans. And this came to light in the conversation when we were talking about maybe City bringing him back from Roma, is that he was actually quite bad on the ball. Like if he had any longer than a first touch shot to get the ball on target, his shot accuracy wasn't that great. Or he'd do a Gabriel Jesus and hit the ball right down the middle. Yeah, he had a great head on him. And yeah, we do owe him a lot for that 93-20 moment. Uh, just prior to that but there were a lot of inconvenient inconsistencies in his game and he was genuinely frustrating for years and that's why I didn't really like him because he I I felt like he had a lot of potential to be a little bit better maybe it was down to poor coaching or his just lack of um, ability to learn from mistakes but he would just make the same mistakes repeated game in and game out for seasons, especially in those last two Pellegrini ones. They were so, so frustrating. So that's in a nutshell why I don't like heading Jekyll. It's
0: very eloquent
1: and I will be just as eloquent. I
0: just thought he was a lanky prick. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) you just don't click with some players. That's all it is. And And he never clicked with me. I thought he scored one in every fucking twenty shot. He feels it he feels like he was the most wasteful player we
1: ever had. Um and by the way, we recently. could have won we should have scored ten. And it could have been ten at Old Trafford had Jekyll actually scored a few sitters. Yeah. So it <laughs> well, is, we could we and that's could say a about, about a lot of our strikers.
3: Big. Could say that about a lot of our strikers, we have as well, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, um, we
0: do. Well, we that's that's it. We do say that about a lot of our strikers, but then we don't also hold them up. Uh, not, not specifically saying you, just am saying the fan base itself. We don't then hold up those strikers that missed a thousand sitters as one of our best ever strikers. But we but do. I'm not really saying he's there.
3: one of our best. Ever. I'm not no, I'm saying, saying that, that's what I'm saying. Ever, the fan base
0: say that. I'm saying they say, "God, we we'll would have him back in a second. I miss him. He's, he's he's one of our best." And it's like, well, he's not. He had the moment. And he scored a few goals. He's he's on the same level as Paolo One Chop. He's on the same level as, as any of those in terms of quality
3: and what they provided to see. So if you uh, wanted there, yeah, you, you, can have you me. nearly had me there. He provided something else to see, which was the platform for a to score the night of three twenty moment. And that for me puts him on a, a higher pedestal than the likes of one chop, whoever else. And we we've got a we can't sort of Steer too clear of what the point of this podcast is about, which is people we have affinity to. And, you know, Sun GI wasn't our best fucking right back, but he's in it. David James is literally called Calamity James and he's the goalkeeper in this team. Um, so, if it's about a striker we have affinity to, I understand you two don't. So, who are the alternatives? Who's the, give, give me three, give me Jekyll and two other alternatives, and I'll see if there's anyone worth it.
1: I already have the only ones that I said were an Elka, Negredo, and Dikov, and you shot them down. So that's a huckabee, mate. In terms of it, said... I'm willing to <laughs> step aside and allow you to pick Jeco. <laughs> I don't care
0: if you want to pick Jekyll, James. You can do, but when that graphic goes up, it'll say so. See, Jekyll, this, is, this is
3: this <laughs> is this is what I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was funny just to do it to wind you two up. Um, all right. How about we go down the middle, and I pick Balotelli.
0: All right, I'm less, I'm less annoyed at that one. That's fine
3: <laughs> because purely for any number of stories that you get in the press about him, for like you say, the shoulder goal, and to just to to get into the top of that mountain for me was that <laughs> heel goal that he missed in pre-season and got subbed off for. Like <laughs> it, it just honestly just. He was a massive liability, but fucking hilarious. It was like adding another level of entertainment to to a sport that I was already thoroughly entertained by. And do you know what? As well, he never reached it, but he had the potential to be one of the best. He had all the attributes and you know, yeah, Jekyll was a lanky brick. Aguero was short and stocky, but had the goal scoring ability, but maybe didn't have maybe as much pace or the high or there's, there's there's sort of a fault in every strike we've had balotelli was all round unbelievable really and if he just had the right attitude he could have been a world beater for me i'm happy with that all right we gotta wrap this
0: up now uh, so we've got Gota and uh balotelli, uh on the pitch Jekyll yep. buried under it um <laughs> Jekyll first sub yeah. we've got one last thing to pick that is the full team by the way so just to go back over it we've got David James in goal Sunji High Vincent company Sylvain Distan Oleg Sinchenko Nigel Deong, Jong Yaya Torre Leroy Sane Sean Wright Phillips Sean Gota and Mario Balotelli and the final thing to pick is a manager we're not going with Pep because
1: it's far too obvious um, you, you guys pick both, if you want.
0: But... You guys both picked
2: one. Here
1: we go, for So my pick was for Bobby Mank, I think for bringing us that first title in so long and then bringing us the Premier League the season after. I think he had the personality, the tactical capability to do all of that for us. And then he's obviously fresh in the front of our minds after the Euros as well, where not only was he the most stylish manager for, you know, any team... In that competition, in fact, let's extend that out to the entire fucking world. It's only because Gareth didn't wear a waistcoat, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been some battle of the fashions on the touchline if Gareth would have committed to that. But, um, yeah, and so my picks for Bobby Mike.
3: So obviously, we weren't going with Pep, so I had to go for the next best option, which was um, our other thoroughly entertaining manager, Mr. Sven Sven-Goran Eriksson. <coughs> All blue eyes. Um, Oh, blue eyes. He had away with the ladies and uh, he brought an excitement to the city of Manchester Stadium, as it was back then, um, that we'd, we'd not had in a while, really. You know, it was a, There was a buzz around the place when Sven came in and we had a bit of money and a lot of uh, happy memories for me as a relatively new season ticket holder, I think, and just buzzing to get to the ground for that short period of time that he was there. Correct me if I'm wrong, that was sort of around the same time as Alana was Stevie Island. we we first got a bit of money and we were splashing the cash with the likes of Rubinho and Joe and people like that. Um, just a really fun time for me as a young City fan.
1: What was the worst ending to a managerial career <clears> at City? The loss to Wigan in the FA Cup final or the 8-1 defeat at Middlesbrough?
3: Was Southgate part of that 8-1 defeat? He was, he was, yeah. Um, well, let's just say that that 8-1 that defeat was the kindling for what came to be at the Euros this summer. So it was <laughs> it was worth it in the end.
1: It's him on.
3: There's obviously
0: <laughs> some honourable and dishonourable mentions. I always like Kevin Keegan. <laughs> I know he's a bit salty and a bit not everybody's cup of tea but I always like Kevin Keegan. He was um, a bit
3: your dar though, weren't he, as well? Do you yeah, know what I mean? um, There was not yours specifically.
0: <laughs> <just
2: generally. laughs> my Kevin dad Keegan's my have dad, great, yeah, no, To be fair, <laughs> anybody's right dad there. looks like Kevin Keegan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, there's uh, Marwa Pellegrini, who City fans never quite talked to, but still did quite well. But he, he played absolute Gareth Ball, you know, he was boring as fuck. <laughs> um, Dishonourable mentions. Stuart uh, Pearce. Stuart Pierce. In fact, he's the only one I can think of that I have absolutely no affinity towards. Like, even, as, if you go back as far as I know, I liked Joe Royal, I liked Kevin Keegan, Peter Reid. I don't even remember Peter Reid
3: managing. Was well, Steve Coppell not there very briefly? For about 10 days or just, like He that. disgraced himself, didn't he? Mm. I can't Allegedly. believe that
1: we're not fighting over Brian
3: Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> you say you're not having an affinity to Stuart Pearce, but... He'd been like a warrior on the pitch for us. We all loved him as a player for City. It and was the most, It was kind of like, what, it is, not that he most, was, but it's almost like he was one of our own on the touchline. It was quite
1: exciting initially when he got the when promotion, I thought. like, just, just getting the promotion for being a, a player to coaching staff to manager in such a short period of time. Obviously, we were quite young, and so we didn't realise that it's just because we were cash-strapped and they didn't have yeah. to give him a pay rise. But... It was quite exciting at first, and I guess that that's what made it all the more disappointing is going to those yeah. games and them just being so dismal and shit. I'll never forget, I might forget the, the exact style, but I'll never forget
0: having a season ticket to go see
3: City and scoring
0: 10 goals at home.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I think that was one of my first years as well. Did we not score a we didn't score a goal at home after Christmas in the league. Like yeah, that. yeah. It,
0: it's he's like so dismal that it, it's like, yeah, yeah, like it's just overwrote any positive previous thing. It, it, it's just, I can't be doing with him. He's, he's, it was the most dismal <laughs> period of being a City fan. Cameron's
1: far, dad would remember. set off for the car at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll catch his leg. And he was right yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I'll listen to this.
0: <laughs> but after that, you know, um, Manchini, Pellegrini, Guardiola, right? Okay. whoever comes in next. But um, well, you have the deciding vote, and in come. I mean, it's got to be Bobby, man, can it?
3: Yeah, fair enough. I to mean, be honest, you'd after, pick after Bobby you, back, right? yeah, you Richard already picked him, so I had to pick the next best.
0: <laughs> that makes sense to me. So that's it. That's the. Are you happy with the eleven?
3: Yep. Right?
1: I think what saved it for me was Leroy Sané.
3: Yeah. <laughs> He said, We'd have missed concept. him off,
1: and then Cameron would have brought him up like Sam and Azri a bit later on. We'd have had to, I'd have had to re edit this to work him <laughs> in All right, well, that's it.
3: Before um, we uh, sign off, um, we had our one and only fan supposedly get in touch. Oh, uh, yeah. A lad, a lad called Alex has been chatting to me, he's been listening back to all the podcasts and really enjoyed it. So, just shout out to Alex.
0: Shout out to Alex. Alex, what's your Eleven, send it to James. We'll read it out next time.
1: And if you want to do a voice note, we can do the special bugle alert that we did for uh, <laughs> the last guy he sent in. Well, Sunji hi to Alex then. Sunji hi and Sunji bye, sunji hi, Alex mate. and everybody indeed.
3: So like you do doing like an infomercial. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is your team that you've picked shit? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I enjoyed it because I didn't have to do a lot of work. So that's all that matters in the end. Um, we got some other stuff coming up. We don't know what it is yet. It'll be something. <laughs> or when it is yet. <laughs> or when it is yet. Just keep an eye on whatever. Or don't. You know, do whatever you want. I don't call you. Um, we'll come back with something else. Say sunji <laughs> bye, everyone.
3: Sunji bye, guys. Sunji bye, everyone.
2: That was rambling it's fine.